Archimax login confirmed. Welcome to the Lodge. You've accessed the LodgeCast experience. Warning, warning. Dangerous spoilers ahead. Enjoy. Hello to Matt's Movie Lodge. I am Radon Chong. I want to send love and light to you all at this time. And now, by the power vested in me, I summon the Lodge Cast. The Lodge Cast is a little podcast where we watch weird movies. So you don't have to. The Lodge Cast, baby. Lodge Cast, gonna smoke this. Lodge Cast, listen, movie pass. Lodge Cast. We're gonna watch some crap. Lodge Cast. And then the Lodge Master chat. With Lucas and Bishki. Episode 91, Bill and Ted face the music. Hello and welcome to a full motherfucking episode of the LodgeCast. I'm your LodgeMaster. With me as always is Brother Bishki. Excellent. And Brother Lucas. Strange things are afoot, the LodgeCast. <laughs> oh, it feels good to be doing a full ep, guys. Oh, We've been doing man. so many lockdown hot takes. I honestly like forgot about the old episodes because it just I thought all we did were hot takes. It's this time period that we're alive in that the movies that are coming out, we don't know if they fully garner the respect, the gravitas of a full episode. But yeah. tonight, we definitely know we owe it to the Bill and Ted franchise to do a full app. Most heinous. <laughs> and what what is our history with, with this franchise? I mean, obviously, part one is an evergreen <laughs> classic that yeah, is I, untouchable. I have a very um, close personal connection to the first film because I distinctly remember moving from Los Angeles to Santa Cruz, California in the 1980s when I was like probably six years old and it had just come out on home video or it, it was out maybe for like a year on home video. And my very first best friend, Justin Karan, who I met up there because his mom worked with my mom, he owned it. And so he and I would watch wow. the the VHS tape like on repeat every day, like for for days. So so yeah. that is like burned into my brain. And then, of course, Bogus Journey uh, is amazing. And Bill Sadler is death and station and, and the kill bots. Like I, I loved it even more <laughs> somehow, because even like when I saw that, I saw it in the theater. I wasn't like smoking marijuana yet, but it was like the right. perfect uh, kind of stoner comedy that like I Bogus just... Journey. We all rewatched this very recently. Yes, it holds up. And it is wildly marijuana friendly. Like, yeah. oh, my God. It's just like the monkey's head. <laughs> like, you don't fully understand it until you're actually on LSD watching it. I didn't fully understand Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey until I had smoked and watched it. It's like a feature length, like, OK Cola ad from the 90s. <laughs> like, it's so experimental and just wild. And there's no it, it doesn't give a shit what your expectations are. It's just having fun. 
which is yeah. incredible. Yeah. The practical effects. When they fall like to, to hell and they're just like falling and they're playing 20 questions or charades or whatever. It's a totally different movie than the first one, but it's in the same vibe zip code. So yes. you just go with it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. It's one yeah. of those, it's one of those rare sequels that improves upon the original. And like you said, it's not exactly a, a carbon copy remake, thank God. But it's like, yeah, it's its own kettle of fish. Like it's the perfect, yeah, everything about it's perfect. Bishki, what's your history with these films? I went to one of the best birthday parties of my life in 1989. <laughs> I think it was Sean Vanderwerf's ninth birthday, probably. We're naming and names tonight, folks. Look them yeah, up. Look them up on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, and uh, we saw Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. And ever since, I've had amazing love for it. Would give it probably three and a half bones. It's just one of those great moments in my childhood and continues to be great. And Bogus Journey... Yeah, what about I, that journey? I wasn't as familiar with it. I think I've seen it bits and pieces maybe, but until we watched it together, like I'd really I never saw it in theaters. So it was it was kind of a revelation, especially with a little bit of um herbal supplements. So yeah, <laughs> herbal it was great. essences. Yeah. So what are we what are we expecting from tonight? Like I'm trying to approach this with love and light. You know, we're in the COVID era. There, there's a stink on these movies that are coming out during this time, whether or not it's fair. Well, no, that's that's fair, but it's it's more than that. I mean, I look, I love these characters and the filmmakers and people involved. Uh, however, this isn't my first like fourth sequel or third sequel rodeo, <laughs> like way, way, way after the fact of the original uh, <coughs> Crocodile Dundee four installments. And so I always feel instantly apprehensive or wary when it's sure. like a sequel that I feel should have been made. Let's just be real, like 20 years ago. Right. Absolutely. Like, like, let's just be real. And and I love Keanu Reeves and, and Alex Winter. But like I like the trailer and, and promo materials that I've seen, like Keanu Reeves definitely getting some work done. And, yeah. and it's not it's not the best work because it kind <laughs> of like stands out a little bit. And I don't mean to like shame him for that. I mean, look, he's an actor. I'm not the one like on an IMAX screen, you know, my face like 60 feet tall or whatever. Lord willing, someday you will be. But, but continue. But it's odd because everything I hear about Keanu, I, I would think, you know, he wouldn't care about Botox or collagen or laser treatments or facials or whatever. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Already the aesthetic of his face is like throwing me <laughs> off. Um <laughs> I will say this about Bill and Ted Face the Music is they got their work cut out for them to make a utopia. Blockmaster and I have been going back and forth. 1991 was when Bogus Journey came out. Yeah. And that was kind of utopia United States at that time. So it was like yeah. it was like we're halfway there. It was like peak America, peak rock and roll. And I metal saw music. And, and I saw some funny tweet that was like, if you look at the end of Bogus Journey in the credits, there's like a newspaper headline that says Bill and Ted bring peace to the Middle East. And they yeah. were like, wouldn't it be great if they showed you that scene, like how they actually did that? And then Jared Kushner would take actual notes and try the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I, I see what you mean, Bishki. It's like. How do you do comedy in 2020 that's time based and year based? Yeah. You know, like how do you how do you do it? Maybe they just sidestep all of it and just, you know, 
take us back to San Dimas as it would have been in the in the nineties and go from there. Like it'll be interesting to see yeah but i know keanu may look like a wax figure i know that the social commentary isn't probably going to be the sharpest but that's that's not what we need from it we just need some good vibes and the right bill and ted vibes well let's hope that they continue the journey that the bogus journey took them on yeah that being said every rose does have its thorn (laughs) that's true and every cowboy sings a sad Sad song. Rest in peace, Rufus George Carlin. That he would be sorely missed. But. Oh man, yes. what if they did the like the the General Tofkin thing with uh, Grand Moff Tarkin? Yes, uh, yes, with digital. What, yeah, they, digital. They, 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 they bring him back. Yeah, they bring him back. I wouldn't be surprised if they have some like he's on a monitor somewhere, just like smiling and nodding. I hope they have like a really cool, funny comedian. And she's like Rufus's granddaughter or something. This is a live pre-write. I love it. <laughs> oh, boys, let's let's jump into the phone booth and see where it takes us. And uh, we'll come out the other side and let you know what we saw. Excellent. Be excellent to each other, y'all. All my life I wanted to fly like the birds that you see way up in the sky. Making circles in the morning sun. the music guys holy shit you guys make it back to the present day station bishki you still with us radical bodacious cowbunga (laughs) before we get into the heinous details what's that shot from rotten tomatoes the stakes are higher than ever for the time-traveling exploits of William Bill S. Preston Esquire and Theodore Ted Logan. Yet to fulfill their rock and roll destiny, the now middle-aged best friends set out on a new adventure when a visitor from the future warns them that only their song can save life as we know it. Along the way, they will be helped by their daughters, a new batch of historical figures, and a few music legends to seek the song that will set their world right and bring harmony in the universe. Period. I mean, that's a solid premise. I have no problems with that premise. That's what this movie should be about, which is having to assemble a super group to make a song that will unite the universe or the world. 
like that's that's 2020 compliant that's what we need right now yeah do we ever and i think there is a critical error in this movie i'm just gonna go right into it in that bill and ted aren't the ones on that adventure they're on like a slightly side adventure and their daughters are the ones that are assembling the super group yes Yeah, there's two. There's an A story and a B story. And as soon as I saw where it was going, it kind of sucks any and all tension or suspense of the stakes out of it. Because I know like, oh, I know I know right where this car is going to wind up. Uh, it's so clearly mapped out. Yeah. And and what was and what was <laughs> what was odd, though, was even though I made the connection, I, I was still like, man, I, I actually like the A story of, of Bill and Ted's journey more than the B story um, with the daughters because I haven't seen these two guys together in so long. Exactly. And so I was yeah. kind of like, oh, man, like. Well, the A story had had potential to be different because the first big laugh or at least the first big laugh I had was when their wives, the princesses, who are different again in this movie. Younger. <laughs> their yeah. wives want them to go to marriage counseling and they book it on the same day because they can't bear to be apart. And I thought this movie was going to be about them realizing that they are in love with each other, which <laughs> the mind boggles at that. Yeah. Like, you can't get more 2020 than to make Bill and Ted in love. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I thought, I was like, holy shit, are they, are they going to end up together? But yeah. that's not the yeah. case. Well, no, I, I, from, it's weird. Like, I, I never realize until I'm watching these, these third or fourth sequels years later, like how emotionally connected I, I am or feel uh, this sense of like, authorship over the original sure. intellectual property so for instance like in the cold opening of this movie they're kind of giving us this this recap montage to bring people up to speed who might not remember the first two movies and it kind of says like bill and ted broke up or whatever and i was like whoa 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 i was like no <laughs> that doesn't track so like already yeah. your cold open backstory like prologue like scrawl like whatever it is like it's already like throwing me for a loop like with what you're trying to because that would be a whole movie about their their breakup if they were going to break up and it ties into some other stuff later which we'll get to with like other characters but but yeah right off the bat i was like this doesn't totally feel uh authentic or or organic to the first two like it's it's just i don't know like it just felt off from the get-go for me Bishki, how are you feeling in the early goings yeah you get to see keanu play a theremin that's that counts for something right yeah i mean ted's dad was back he was 80 years old is great is almost 80 years old and he they, brings the gravitas. Yeah, and they're he looking was, old. He was great, but I felt there was too much of him. I was like, I would rather have more of someone else than than this guy. Yeah, <laughs> more of death, maybe. Death didn't Yeah, that's what death. I mean. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. More of death. Yeah. Will Patton's back is death. Very charming, but as always. I thought one of the mistakes that they made that you kind of already touched on in Lodge Master was this beast or this A story with the daughters. They're doing impressions of Bill and Ted, and yeah, they should yeah. be doing like dumb twenty twenty, you know, girls in their twenties, like they or sh- just take a different direction with it that are that isn't trying to do impressions. It, it it's very unnerving. It is. Yeah. I felt I felt the girls were 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 giving the direction of being 
like sincere but when you watch it it almost looks like they're mocking them you know like they're making yeah. fun of their dad but they're not and it's like yeah you're right there's like something missing where it's just like this doesn't again track it's got to be the direction that they were given yeah and the, and the writing too i felt the writing was very like baby boomer ish dated like <laughs> like these definitely are the original guys because some of these 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 words or dialogue are just making me cringe what did you guys think about uh keanu and alex winter's performances i thought they had you know the chemistry came eventually it took a while for me to get them back on the same wavelength <laughs> i thought i thought scene for scene pretty much alex winter out acts keanu oh yeah like yeah oh, for sure he's, he's much more believable he's, like much keanu, more, he's much more relaxed and natural Keanu's straining a little bit and he's definitely pushing Ted back through his system where as it feels way more organic for yeah, Alex I mean, Winter to Keanu's step back been in. through to be fair so much more in terms of <laughs> different yeah. characters, you know, Neo and all he's sorts so of He's so far removed. And and Alex Winter hasn't had to, you know, remove himself from being bill that long but i felt keanu looked kind of stiff and like stilted like it was like another actor wearing like a clear plastic keanu reeves mask <laughs> and i even i even commented out loud that it, it, he kind of looked like a, a real doll a little bit ah, like yeah. like like it was like a sentient real doll <laughs> and that he and alex winter while they eventually warmed up to each other and, and had that chemistry that we loved and craved it kind of felt forced, like like the director had a gun to their head and was like, now, now do this scene. And they were like, oh, OK, like, I guess we got to do this scene. Like, OK, we're doing the scene. Is this good enough for you? Like, don't shoot. The scenes where they visit different versions of themselves allow the actors to open up a little bit more. And you see Keanu, you know, getting a little looser with those. Like, I thought there was a great scene where, you know, they're trying to track down this song that's going to unite everybody and they can't think of how to write it. So they decide to go into the future and steal it from themselves. And they visit themselves as like these rich rockers with English accents. And it turns out that they're just squatting in Dave Grohl's house and they're tricking themselves from the past. Yeah, I, I always appreciated the, the different timelines they visited more than the like current one. And would have much rather have spent more time with yeah any one of those uh, other versions of themselves because I felt like it had more energy or more humor, entertainment value. But they're trying to jack the song from themselves while their daughters are actually traveling through time and meeting Jimi Hendrix and Louis Armstrong and Mozart. They're watching Mozart and Jimi Hendrix jam with each other and as far as what this movie does do right, those sequences, especially the Jimi Hendrix and Mozart jamming sequence, that feels the closest to nostalgic Bill and Ted for me because yeah. they actually they have a clear mission. They're trying to get this super group together and we're seeing these disparate historical figures bump into each other and how they interact with each other. And the problem is Bill and Ted don't see any of that in this. They're off farting around with different versions of themselves, which yeah. it's just so hard and fast that they are on separate tracks that like, why can't they be sleuthing around with their daughters? The whole movie's supposed to be about their relationship with their daughters, but they don't really hang out with them that much. Yeah, they could have all been together traveling through, 
you know, exactly. getting those historical figures with the daughters. Like That would have uh, been less tedious, yeah. And just like with Bogus Journey, this movie doesn't really know what to do with the princesses after a certain point. And they're traveling around looking for versions of Bill and Ted that they can be happy with. That's a weird, that's yeah. a weird plot. There's for just them. too much time travel, like <laughs> all yeah, around. Yeah, like consolidate yeah. and understand what the thrust of the movie is and have them team up with their daughters. It seems pretty simple, but for some reason, they just don't do it. I mean, for all the great, you know, practical design of Bogus Journey, this was not a triumph of CG effects, really, this movie. like, it And was... Lucas called it. Kristen Schaal shows up as Rufus's daughter. And she's, <laughs> she's Dude, throughout as Rufus's daughter. And, and... There's a hologram of Rufus. Mm-hmm. We oh, called man. that shit too. I, know, I, it. Couldn't, I couldn't believe it. I, I feel those are those are like implanted, incepted memories. Like I must have known that <laughs> through like <laughs> Twitter or the internet. Like I'm just not real. Like future Lucas went back and told you about it. Yeah, I can't consciously remember, but yeah, I was like, holy smokes. I mean, I would have liked since it is 30 years of music since you know the last time we saw these guys to have some humor around that like go through the grunge era you know go through the the kind of metal go through rap go through everything we've gone through even if we were to see some like uh some version of behind the music like vh1 behind the music agreed which which brings me to my little live rewrite live rewrite do it live i'll write it and we'll do it live i feel yeah bishki you hit the nail right on the head and that i was thinking if i were to do a third bill and ted's movie i i yes i would have done it 20 years ago and it would have been bill and ted face the millennium and it would have been like a y <laughs> a y2k movie yes queen and i would have stolen the bob zemeckis aesthetic from back to the future part two where where you intersplice the first two films with like whatever current plot you're shooting for the third one and just have it be like yeah they're 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 past selves that we've seen in past movies getting mixed up with current like hijinks or whatever but in order for that to work you'd have to do it a long time ago so with yeah. with today with 2020 it's interesting watching it it felt like absolutely a movie out of time or or, yeah. or from a, a, a previous era and even like in 2020 it was like amplified it felt like that much more different like it i don't know it was hard for me to enjoy it as much as i wanted because i'm just so like detached from this kind of world i guess i guess i gotta summon the salad dragon the salad dragon a scene in a movie that is so bizarre baffling or transcendent that it instantly justifies the price of admission or reese witherspoon's leafy transformation in a wrinkle in time Bill and Ted go to a future prison and see themselves as humongously jacked up versions of themselves. I wish the whole movie was about those guys. I know. Yeah. Me too. Me too. I, I laughed out loud when I saw, like, if you don't look straight at their tattoos, you just assume <laughs> they're like, they're like white power and shit. But if you look at like, 
Ted's chest, it just says excellent. <laughs> and then Bill has wild stallions on his chest. So, yeah, like I would love to see more of those guys. Yeah. And the the effects, the muscle effects look so good. Yeah. They were like different people, you know. It yeah. was it was pretty amazing. No, I thought all the makeup and those those different timelines were great. Yeah, I mean, it was a pretty heavy scene I thought when they visit themselves as like dying men and they're yeah. like Yeah, that was the highlight. And they're like, yeah, and they're like <laughs> you've done well like you you, I, you know they're talking to themselves like saying they should have no regrets and stuff like that yeah. <laughs> it was like the most emotional like of bill and ted movie really but yeah did you shed a tear no that's a hard no now what do we think of the big climax so they're they've gathered all of their super group people lucas is shaking his head <laughs> lucas is so upset they've gathered their super group and then bill and ted realize they're not the ones destined to make the song <laughs> their daughters are preston logan and their daughter's basically <laughs> have to pull off this song that's going to unite the world and i couldn't stop thinking about mr holland's motherfucking opus during <laughs> this because the whole movie of mr holland's opus you're like oh shit i wonder what mr holland's big opus is gonna sound like his opus surely is coming up it's surely gonna be at the end of the movie it better be a great opus and then the opus unfurls. What did you guys think of Bill and Ted's Daughters' opus? There was like Palm's final dance, you know? It just leaves so much to be desired. It sounds yeah. kind of like jacked up Lumineers stuff. There's a <laughs> yeah, lot of like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the anthem rock. It's just a nightmare of everything like the music plus the cg and they're cutting to like george washington jamming on a trumpet and like what <laughs> and the is daughters going are adding little dubstep flourishes <laughs> oh god it's a nightmare like the music <laughs> is a nightmare yeah well but but to be fair it's like what could they have come out with that would have blown us away you set yourself up for such failure if you're like this is the song that's going to unite everyone and then at the end at the very end, they cop to as much. They're like, it wasn't the song so much as the fact that everybody played it together. Oh, yeah. That's that's the theme of the music. And then it's a hard out. Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> matter how good the music is. It's just that everyone plays it together on YouTube <sighs> at the same time. That's what matters. <laughs> and, yeah, so when the movie ends, there's, like, this weird prescient pandemic like zoom of like everyone playing across the world and it's like all real people and authentic people very authentic and, and i was thinking <laughs> man i would much rather see like clips from you know the first two movies like a highlight reel because this is it for them this is like the bill and ted eulogy especially after the post credit scene of the two old ger geriatric bill and ted playing one the, last these, jam at the end which, in their hospital which room. i thought they were gonna like slowly start dying as they were playing but they would play into their beds and then like just die in bed holding their guitars yeah. and then like a nurse would come in and like go <laughs> or like flatline me you know um a guitar solo flatline that's amazing i was a little worried they were going to set up one more sequel i was like oh no no way <laughs> no, no no way no i i read somewhere that 
the intention was for them to die in this, and some powers that be were like, no, you can't kill Bill and Ted, but yeah. who knows? I, I didn't appreciate them going back to hell. Like, it felt... Like, if you're going to go down there, you would want to make it look continuous to what it was last time, but it, instead it was like this Game of Thrones, Mordor, like, dragons flying around, and I was like, <laughs> where are we right now? And, 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 and the weird futuristic Rufus woman was dressed like the Game of Thrones, like, shame 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 woman you know she had that like weird nun <laughs> outfit on i was like what's going on here like did the writers watch a lot of game of thrones and like i think everybody watched a lot of game of thrones except for bishki bishki gotta watch game of thrones let's go to their billy ted bones <laughs> All right. I think I know where Lucas stands. Let's start off with Brother Bishki. Love and Light? Uh, a little more than some of these other, I mean, sequels and reboots we've been <laughs> visiting. It did kind of remind me of the Jay and Silent Bob reboot um, mm. in the sense that I think this would play very well at Comic-Con for like, yes, for like yes, dads right? who are big fans of Bill and Ted and want to get their kids into it, you know? Who are forcing their kids to look at whatever the hell this is. Yeah, because it felt like, you know, this is like Bill and Ted are dads now and we need to pass Bill and Ted on to the next generation, even though it doesn't have that much of a following. But it just seemed like kind of a fan service, like Kickstarter kind of thing by the end of it. But, you know, Bill and Ted still had chemistry you know Keanu uh, and Alex Winter just still and Alex Winter in particular very impressed by his um agreed ability to, to just bring out Ted Bill bring out Bill I'm sorry bring out Bill I actually get him confused which is not um <laughs> how dare you which is not acceptable for being a fan that being said it was yeah it wasn't as hard as I won't mention names but Crocodile Dundee 4 with you know <laughs> Uh, it was not as bad as that. So I'll give it two bones. Um, Bill and Ted fans should see it. Bill and Ted fans will see and it. And will no see it. No matter what, I think. It was kind of what I expected, but I had higher hopes for some of the time travel to be a little more clever than it was and, and, and was disappointed in the daughters. All right. Two tentative bones from Brother Bishki. Brother Lucas, something tells me you're not going to be as generous. Man, you can read me like a book. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I uh, I love the fact that Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter got together and made a movie again because, man, it's like when you have chemistry like they did, at least for the first two, they should have made a third one back then. And I guess because, you know, of uh, Keanu's like, stardom because he did like a bunch of action movies and stuff after bogus journey i guess he was on a different trajectory or different path so i, I understand why it did not happen then but it feels like this endeavor is chasing that marvel cinematic universe money train you know which is like the name of the game it's like i call it the ip wars uh intellectual property wars like it's just a, a street fight between sequels <laughs> and remakes and spinoffs and crossovers yeah. and just looking yeah. at, like disney so I, I get why it happened now and i'm just like so uh conflicted because as, as as much as I wanted to like this, like, like brother Bishke, I kind of had a little, maybe higher expectations or higher hopes because I knew it was like the original writers and, and they're smart guys and talented guys. 
but it all just felt forced it like just absolutely from top to bottom like everything about it felt contrived and there were just kind of scenes like in jokes and like just as example we didn't even touch base or talk about the robot but it's like oh yeah and then there's a robot and <laughs> oh, like there is like, a robot and like halfway through i'm like asking myself you know where's william sadler like i'd rather spend time with him than the robot to be honest like you know and then when they get to william sadler there's like this backstory where they've they've had this like falling out and it's just so stale like it's just like oh man <laughs> like don't make this a plot point or an emotional beat like uh I that should have just been one little part of their behind the music recap yeah mm-hmm. yeah so so i gotta give this one bone like you, you're right one like, bone. like the shinops that that brother bishki read and we were both like yeah that's actually like solid premise that sounds like, right want to see yeah. it but i want to see it with energy and gusto and vigor and panache and flavor with that chucky sauce <laughs> You know, and with this, like everyone, like I said earlier, it it really truly feels like everyone's being held hostage and they're and they're doing it under duress. And it's like, don't panic. Just do what he says and we can all get out of here alive. Every big smiles. Everybody's happy. Um, And it's like it's like, you know, what what Vincent Vegas said. It's like a wax museum with a pulse. Ooh. We got two bones. We got one bone. I think the truth lies somewhere in betwixt, gentlemen. Yeah, thread that needle. It feels to me like this movie is an extra long Super Bowl commercial, sort of. Yeah. Like for Verizon or something. Yes. To to the phone booth. Because it is like it's great to see everybody. But like Lucas said, it does feel forced. And a lot of it just feels like it moves really slowly like like it's trying to run underwater or something and i think some of that just has to do with the age of our heroes mm-hmm. you know they're they're just they've slowed down and we have to accept that but you know part of me kind of wishes that the movie leaned into that a little bit more like i don't i i don't necessarily think i would have liked a hook version of this where they're like you know, yuppie retirees that have to somehow go back into their former selves to save the planet or whatever. But making them just pick up right where they left off is not the easiest fit. And making their daughters act like their former selves is even weirder and yeah. just not right. Yeah, that, so. didn't, that didn't land. <laughs> it was, you know what it was? It was like the writer's saw Austin Powers and was like, oh, the mini me, like we need some mini me's mm. in this. I, I think I had like three laughs. So that's good, right? <laughs> I think I had one. I think I had one. I laughed when they yelled at the robot, you lasered our daughters. <laughs> and then I think I also laughed when the guitar center truck pulled up and that's where they got all their instruments from. So that wasn't a true laugh. That was a laugh at product <laughs> placement. But I'm going to have to give this one and one half bones. I wish I could push it up to two. I really do. I was beaming the love and light at it, but I just can't do it. I got to give it one and a half. I wish the script were sharper and I I just, I don't know. I, I wish it were a better movie. I especially wish Alex Winter well. I'd watch him in anything. Oh, he's I, so, I love that guy. He's so good. Yeah. I mean, so. I, I wish they had a hundred million dollars. They could just bring in all the music cameos they wanted get, Absolutely. get some really good writers for the music and just really 
Well, I thought Cook. Kid Cudi was going to like play music and he never did. Am I am I right? Or did he play no, something? No, he didn't. No. Yeah. So he that, just said, so that threw he just me said for a make loop. some noise, Sam Dimas. And, then he and like he's like, station. And I was like, why not make a song? Like, you're ta- I love his music. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I was just like, whatever. It just needed to be a little more excellence unleashed on this thing. But I'm glad people seem to be liking it and supporting it. And, you know, I, I, I root for everybody involved. Yeah. The tomatoes are yeah. high, both in the audience and the critical score. I mean, you know, okay. relatively. That's fine. And I think so, Soderbergh, I think Soderberg, who was an EP on this, is going to cast Alex Winter in another project, so we can see Love we it. can see Love more it. of him as an actor. More Alex Winter. Yeah. Perfect. Party on. Party on, boys. Be excellent to one another with love and lights in your hearts. Most heinous.